are again. We, the players in the game of life, would like to bring with you or bring to you another podcast. Still on the drug epidemic. This is part three. Today we're going to talk about the addiction and this weight on family, friends, and loved ones. We welcome all of you to this podcast. But before we get really into it, there are two words that we must define that will help us to navigate through this topic. Since our time, yours and mine, is limited, let me show you what I'm working with. First, I want to define what an enabler is, and I'm going to give you the short version. Uh, An enabler is one who encourages or supports the bad or dysfunctional behavior of someone. We'll go a little deeper into this a little later on. Then there's the word codependent, which is a person with an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on someone. Typically, one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction. Codependence confuse caretaking and sacrifice with loyalty and love. Codependency is an emotionally and behavioral condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutually satisfying relationship. It is also known as a relationship addiction because people with codependency often form or even maintain or maintain relationships that are one-sided. They're, they're emotionally destructive and are abusive. It may be a hard pill to swallow, but I'm going to have to tell you something. We are not their savior. We should be only ambassadors of him that can save. It is written, one man plants, one man waters, but God provides the increase. Here's an eye-opener for you. The enabling of any kind of addiction is a real and dangerous side effect. Enabling behaviors provides a safety net to the addicted party that can soften the consequences that could possibly cause them to realize they need help. There is a definite need for professional help, prayerfully divine intervention. Sometimes the caregiver or the enabler gets in the way And heaven forbid that while God is trying to do something in that person's life, you're making it so that they depend more on you than depending on God. Take this with you. Enabling can also give birth to a lot of negativity between the addicted and the enabler, causing a very toxic relationship. In so doing, anger and resentment or easily manifested due to the enabler taking on some, if not all, of the responsibilities of the addicted. Sometimes what the enabler will do is he'll sit up and make it so easy for the person that he doesn't have or she doesn't have any problems about doing what they're doing. It it doesn't make them make a sacrifice. They don't feel the sacrifice because there's someone there that's going to take up the slack. And if it's always somebody taking up the slack, that means that they don't have to do so much. They don't have to spend their money so much on everything, on other things. 
They don't have to be as attentive because that enabler is going to be right there. That enabler is going to actually be the person that, that uh, how can I best put this? Before they hit rock bottom, you're going to have that pillow right so they can lay their head on. I mean, it's hard for people to understand or even to realize. And sometimes we got to understand, especially in a parental situation or a spouse situation. You can love someone so much that you just don't want to see them suffer. You rather do what you rather them do what they're going to do there with you than out in the streets doing something else that may cause them great bodily harm or even death. The enabler taking on some of, if not all of the other responsibilities, like I said before, this this just makes it too easy for them. You are enabling them. You are making it possible so they can do what they want to do, which may result actually in violence. The addicted person reacts, and sometimes he doesn't react in a cordial manner. If you decide all of a sudden as an enabler to pull back from what you've been doing, that's going to cause some friction. Somebody's going to get upset, and more than likely it'll be the addicted person. And when they react, it won't be in a cordial manner. It may result in violence, which could lead also to, heaven forbid, death. It's all been found so many times that people do things, and hurt people hurt people. And you have to remember that this is a sickness that the addicted person has. And when they're trying to get what they're trying to get, whatever that may be, there's going to be some sort of backlash. And guess who's going to catch it? Is the enabler to bear the consequences of the addicted? What do you think? And who do you think will bear the weight in this dilemma? And what could the sequel be like? What could be the detriment of an enabler? What could be the detriment of an addicted person? They both need help. The addiction is a sickness. And like he says, the, the enabler confuses loyalty and love and sacrifice and, 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 and these things. They, they, the caretaker in this situation, sometimes they're doing things out of the goodness of their heart. They're not really thinking about the consequences that they're doing. They're enabling somebody. You're making it possible for them to continue to do what they do. As I've stated from the beginning, I don't want you to think like me. I just want you to think. But my suggestion would be divine intervention, which may possibly lead to seek professional help, then prayerfully an addiction and an enabling resolution. Through the practical experience received while studying at the School of Hard Knocks, the tutoring of the Holy Spirit some formal education and some home training. And let us not forget the grace and mercy of a faithful and loving God. We have come a long way. I've made some mistakes in my life. I've done some things that I'm not too proud of. I'm quite sure I'm not saying that trying to take all of it and, or, or, or make somebody else share the blame, but I don't believe that there's any perfect individual on this earth. And like I've stated before, nobody wakes up in the morning talking about, I want to be addicted to some sort of drug. I want to be addicted to anything. I don't want to be addicted to 
a job. I don't want to be addicted to money. I don't want to be addicted to any drug or alcohol. But sometimes we get caught up. We don't start off wanting to be like that. Stuff happens. And we find ourselves in a very, very uncomfortable position. Some of us know what it's like to be addicted to something or someone. And it seemingly makes no difference how bad a spouse, a friend, or family member pleads, begs, and cries for that addicted individual to get it together. Let me say this. Whatever the substance of choice may be, irregardless of pain and suffering, the debilitating effects of the disease addiction will go way deeper than we could ever imagine. But here is the harsh reality. Until that addicted individual gets sick and tired of being sick and tired, as long as that enabling individual continues to take on some if not all of the consequences and responsibilities of our spouses, our friends, or our family members, and totally neglect to seek that professional help brought on by divine intervention, deeper may be the very pit of hell. We could wind up putting them in a worse position than they have ever been in just by the addiction of drugs. It puts on a whole lot more and it takes on a, a different dynamic in the family. It destroys a family. It destroys your work relationship. It destroys any relationship. It doesn't start off like that. It starts off feeling good. I do it on the weekend. I take a drink only on social occasions. I do this every now and then. But what happens in reality is we find ourselves totally out of it and getting deeper and deeper. It gets bad for that addicted and that enabling individual. Let me tell you a short story before I depart. Allow me to use myself. I had a friend that lived in Curryville, Missouri. He used to sit out on his front porch after working all day to kind of chill out. He had an old hunting dog that would lay down next to him on the day I went by his house in the evening. And like clockwork, he and his old dog was on the porch and he was in a rocking chair. And the dog laying next to him just moaning and groaning, moaning and groaning. I asked my friend, man, what's wrong with the dog? He, he looked over at him and said, mm, he's laying on a nail. And I asked him, man, why don't you get him up off of it? He looked at me and said, when he gets sick and tired, being sick and tired, he'll get up. When that addicted and enabler gets sick and tired of being sick and tired, they will get help. Until then, we got to keep on praying and trusting in the Lord. I know he answers prayer because he answered mine. Remember, please, don't love them to death. Seek professional help for the addicted and the enabler. Do it for the family. Next week, the hero, the scapegoat, and the mascot in the addiction and family roles. 
Don't forget to download Players in the Game of Life. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Share this with a friend, a spouse, a family member. It might help. What do you think? What do you think? Thank you. Talk to you next week. God bless.